right. Oh, it's been such a wonderful morning so far. And uh, I have a bit of a yay God as well. So every six months I have to go see my eye doctor. And so for the last number of years, I've been dealing with a fluid kind of building up in the back of my retina. So when I, with both eyes, I have no issues. I close one eye or the other, there's little smudge marks where the fluid is kind of getting in line of sight. And so I went to see him this past week and he says, there's been improvement. So, however, he says, I am susceptible to glaucoma. So he's been keeping an eye on that. So my next appointment is next spring. And he says, we'll see where the pressures are in, within the eyes. And you may have to go in for some little bit of laser surgery to kind of open up the canals because it, it's, there's, the, the insides of your eyes are moist, right? The retinas and so forth. And that fluid is actually pumped through channels inside your eye, whereby they bring nourishment to the eye. And the problem is the pressure is building on the retina where it's pinching that. And so when it pinches, it creates problems. And that's apparently how glaucoma comes about. So but praise God, it's in his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... This morning, I'm going to be in 1 Thessalonians, chapter 1, verse 2. <coughs> Thessalonia was one of the largest cities in Greece. Around eight, around AD one, had a population of some two hundred thousand people. It was considered a major commerce port and, and uh, shipping port for the Roman Empire in its time. And uh, around that time, that's when Paul had established the church there. And there was all kinds of people there, backgrounds and nationalities, because of its importance in Greece and where it sits in the in the Mediterranean and so forth. And and so Paul writes this letter to the church in Thessalonia. And I was one day reading just the introduction part of it. Paul, Silvanius, and Timothy. To the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. And I ended up getting stopped there by the Holy Spirit. I'm going, why is this suddenly grabbing my heart? What is it about making mention? So I kind of want to call this mention in dispatch, and I'll explain that part of it later on. <clears throat> but Paul here is, this is not the first place in the Bible where he's done this. He mentions about making mention in the book of Romans and several other places, but there was something in this that caught my heart's attention. I'm going, what are you talking to me about this, Jesus? But I'm going to start off with just the first half of it. Paul says, we give thanks to God always for you all, giving thanks. Now, Paul, he's writing also on behalf of Silvanus and, and Timothy here as well. And he's saying, we give you thanks. And this thanks he's, he's doing here is that he is, expressing gratitude. He's expre expressing gratitude to someone at all times. 
So Paul is writing, writing his letter. He's heard what's been going on in the church in, in Thessalonia, and he's giving thanks, and he's expressing a gratitude to God, but also expressing this gratitude to them, making mention that I, I am so grateful for you people in Thessalonia, in the church. I'm excited for what's going on there. I love what's happening in your hearts. I love what you're doing and what's going on there. And he expresses this in his letter to them, in his introduction. And he's expressing it in, in a fullness of joy. You can kind of hear that as he's, as he's writing his letter to the church. I am so thrilled for you. And I give God all the gratitude for the work he's doing in you. And I want to make sure that you know this. So I'm going to write this to you, and I'm going to express this to you, how grateful I am to God for what he is doing in you and among you and through you. This expression of gratitude is to God. Paul is eager to show gratitude to God. He's excited, and he knows he goes to God first and says, God, I'm so thankful for what you're doing in the hearts of these people. And Paul appears to be giving thanks always for them, the idea being that giving thanks at all times. Now, here's a guy who seems to know how to give thanks all the time. I don't know about you, but I don't always give thanks all the time. <laughs> I don't find it possible to, make, to say thank you all the time. I don't have it in me to give gratitude to God all the time for everything that goes around me and surrounds me. I, I, it's called my soul. And my soul goes, what is there to thank here? I don't want to give thanks here. I don't feel like it. And God knows that. Jesus knows that. And yet, this is part of the reason why he had me stop here and look at this a little bit more closely because there's something he's teaching my heart in, in, in giving gratitude at all times. And this is all the time. And I'm learning to what it is to express gratitude all the time. It's a challenge. It absolutely is a challenge. There's all kinds of things that go on in my life, and good, bad, and ugly. It's like, oh, God, where do I give you thanks in this moment? <laughs> How do I do that here? And he finds a way to get that part of me to arise and go, now say thank you. Just simply say thank you because it's already deposited in you. The gratitude I've given you is already there. Allow me to express it out of you and through you. I know the situation you're in. I know what you're going through. I know the insecurities and inadequacies that will stand in your way, that keep you from moving forward. But thank me, because I will work you through that. So that's that first part about giving thanks always. But the part that stood out to me <coughs> really was making mention. What an incredible little statement, making mention. There's an action to this. And it comes out to basically mean to express remembrance. So Paul's expressing a remembrance to the people in Thessalonia, or Thessalonia, in the church there. And there were some thoughts that came out of this as I was spending time with the Lord. And one of those thoughts was from the Lord. He says to me, how often do you express remembrance of others in your prayer? 
Not very often, Jesus. And he knows that. This question came out of a conversation I had with the Lord as I was looking at making mention. And it just, it kind of was a sudden drop of in the heart. How often do you do this, James? How often do you make mention of my sheep? How often do you make mention of others that are around you? How often do you mention those that you minister to and those that are in your family and that no friends and situations? And I go, Jesus, I don't do that often enough. And it wasn't in a way that was condemning. It wasn't in a way that was, you know, berating or angry. It was just this gentle reminder, a gentle nudge, if you will, to, to explore this more. Make Bring to remembrance, express remembrance of my people, of the things they're going through, the places they're at, even in their joys and their celebrations. Bring remembrance to my heart. Celebrate them. And the other thought that came into, my, into this conversation that dropped in my heart was shepherd's heart. And the Lord has for a long time been developing this shepherd's heart within me. And part of that training is this right now about remembering the sheep, remembering those that are out there, remembering those who are going through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and bringing remembrance to them. Because within this heart, Jesus is developing a shepherd. Within this congregation, there are leaders and shepherds. And he's bringing us to people. And he's bringing people to our hearts. And he's bringing people to our minds to, to bring to him and express to him, Jesus, here's this one. Jesus, here's that one. Here's what's going on. I got to read my notes are a bit too far away here. <laughs> Jesus is, is forming and shaping within me and within us a shepherd's heart. He really is, and I'm seeing that even amongst us here too. And it's not just to one another here, but it's to those who we know outside of here, where God drops a bit of a, a shepherd's you know, suggestion to how about spending some time with this one? How about talking with this one? And I'm finding he's been working that in my own heart, too, because I'm, I'm running into people sometimes out on my walks, and, of course, at where I work, Wiredell Manor here and other places. And sometimes I don't respond right away to what the Holy Spirit is doing, but he's still training that in my heart. He's still stretching that in my heart to keep growing in this direction. A shepherd's heart will be a heart that will make room for others before themselves. That touches a place of self. That places, touches a place of selfishness and self-centeredness. And I am tired and I don't feel like it. I don't want to, but it makes room for that. It makes room for that. Bringing remembrance, expressing remembrance people. A shepherd's heart will make that room. And Jesus being the shepherd is making that room in our hearts to set aside and let go and let put down the self and put down the soul for just a time and allow Jesus just to put that to death so that there's room to, to, to bring remembrance to God and to bring praise to him. And we'll always remember others before themselves. And 
Talk about a challenge, because I know each of us have our own things. We go before God, and it's like, God, I got this going on, and I got that going on, and this said this, and this and that, and, and I got Jesus going, I hear that. I know that, and I will deal with that. But here's someone else I want you to think on. Here's someone else I want you to kind of to talk to me about. Here's what's going on here. Will you bring them first? And I've been learning to do that. I've been, even this last night, there was just several people that just dropped into my heart. Some here and some at work. And as I'm starting to see things that God is showing me, especially with certain residents at work, and they're, they're dealing with all kinds of stuff from their past. And there's lots of things, lots of, there's one particular person, she's dealing with a deep sense of disappointment and loss. Another one's dealing with, with issues of depression, and there's just all kinds of things, and God is just beginning to kind of shift the way I'm praying, shifting the way I'm coming before him in prayer, who I bring to him, to him in prayer, other than myself. But making remembrance. So what does it look like? <laughs> yeah, what does it look like? Paul's mentioning of others, of others was mainly expressed in his letters. And we see that. We see how Paul expressed his care and his love and his devotion for those in the churches all across the Asia Minor, into Greece and into Rome. We, we see how he expresses his remembrance of others and how he brings others to prayer and how his heart is just for the church. Yes, he was an apostle, but I also think there was a shepherd's heart in there somewhere too. There really was, especially to individuals, especially to people like Barnabas and Timothy and Sylvanus and so many others where if he wasn't establishing a church somewhere, he was shepherding a heart somewhere. He was pastoring a young man to grow in his call and his destiny in life. And there he was walking alongside of, of Timothy, you know, ministering to him and pastoring him and shepherding forward. And he would go before God and say, God, do you see this one here? Timothy, Jesus. Jesus, I see this in him. And I just want to mention that to you, that this one here, your hands, <laughs> your hands are on him. You know? And in Paul's letters, Paul was able to convey to them what his thoughts, concerns, and joys were that he mentioned to Jesus. He had this ability to convey to Jesus, this is what's going on, this one. Do you see this one here? And he was able to do that in his writings. And to be honest with you, being somebody who's not you know, overly academic, it can be a tough read. <laughs> it can be a tough read, but there's so much of a shepherd's heart in Paul, as well as the apostle. Because he was always checking on the churches. What's been going on? I've heard this. I've seen this going on. I have concerns, but I have a joy as well. And I'm going to express this. And I'm going to tell you what I've been seeing, what I've been hearing from the Lord. And I want to convey to you my joy and my love for you. And my concern for you, because out of my love for you and out of the love that Jesus has for you, I see this issue going on, and I want to bring it to light. And I want to show you what God's heart is for you and where, where there needs to be alignment done and changes done. And that was his expression of, of love 
to his to the churches. And that's God's expression of love to us. And so, <laughs> and now this is how it may have been expressed by Paul, right? Can you imagine somebody like Paul coming up to you and go, Jesus, you see Peggy here? <laughs> you know what's in her heart. You know the love you have for her. Jesus, you know the limitations she's facing, but I am making mention to you about this wonderful woman of God and how much she loves you. And God, I know you can work a miracle through her. I know you can touch her heart. I know you can free her from her limitations, Jesus. Right? That's the expression. Jesus, do you see this one here? <laughs> see this one? What a beautiful heart, Jesus. What an amazing heart that worships you. And what a talent. And what a gift of words that I express out of her for the love that she has for you. I just want to mention to you, Jesus, the heart and the gift that's in this woman to praise you and to honor you with words, with poetry, with song, with music, and with dance. You see what I'm good, see what's going on? That's the expression. That's the expression that Paul was doing, and that's the expression that I've been finding the Holy Spirit is doing in me. Do you see this one, Jesus? Jesus, there's another over here that's going through a deep, deep trouble. And they're hurting. I want to mention to you, and I want to bring remembrance to you. Remember this one, Jesus. Remember this one while they struggle. Remember, while, remember this one when they're in pain, Jesus. Because I know what you can do here. I know what you want to do here. So I'm making mention. Look, God, how they're growing. Look what they're going through, but look how they're growing. And they're worshiping you in spite of what goes on around them. And I want to mention to you in my dispatch of prayer, here's this one and what they're going through and how. I just want to, Jesus, look how they're loving you. Look how they're loving you. And this, this is what Paul is doing in just the introduction of Thessalonians. He does the same thing with the, with the, in the book of Romans, too. He says, I swear by God, I will mention you in my prayers. I will do it. I will be sure to mention you and make remembrance of you and, your, and of the church in Rome and of the people that are there before God because God wants to know. God wants me to bring them to remembrance. God wants me to take you to him in prayer and express to you, express to him who you are in him and what's going on. He already knows but God loves to hear it. God loves to hear our, our mentions before him of everybody, of those who surround you, of your friends, of your family, of one another. God loves to hear that. Jesus celebrates that. Jesus goes, yes, awesome, I know it, and thank you for mentioning it to me, because now I will move on their behalf. I will move in their situation. I will move in their circumstance. I will bring blessing. I'll bring alignment. I'll bring change. I'll change a heart. I'll shift a, a heart 
I'll realign a thought because you made mention to them of them to me. And Paul, this is Paul's expression. Now, earlier I mentioned something about mentioned in dispatch. It's a historical thing. Back in the early days of the military, armed forces, around the 1800s or so, they don't do this so often much anymore. But especially in the 1800s, mentions of dispatches were done on behalf of a soldier who did something above and beyond the call of duty in the face of the enemy. So what would happen is a particular soldier or an officer was in a place of battle, and the battle was successful. Whether that was not successful or not, it didn't matter. But they did something that was above and beyond the call of duty. And then their officer would see, would see and hear about it and notice what happened. And then they themselves would write a letter or a mention in dispatch to his superior. This one today has successfully taken a position from the enemy and was able to save certain, certain amount of soldiers under his own command. Therefore, I make mention in dispatch. And then that in turn will go up to higher command. And higher command will look at it and go, well done. And they would receive sometimes a medal or something or a commendation in recognition of what they did. And Paul makes mention in dispatch of those who he sees and has heard that have served well and are faithful to what they were doing in spite of the problems that were going on in, in all the churches, in the face of the difficulties, in the faces of, of just all kinds of stuff. And Paul would make mention in dispatch to, the, to God himself and say, I am going to make a mention of this one to hear. And now God will move on their behalf. God will move into the situation. God will bring that in there. But I just one person, as I was looking at a list of mention of dispatches, I was looking through some British Army history. And one particular general who ended up becoming a field marshal, his name was Garnet Woolsey, an Irishman, born in sometime in the 1830s in Ireland, joined the, the uh, British Army as a young man, came in as an officer, served all over the British Empire, from India to Canada and all ports in between, and served with distinction in many different battles and so forth. He alone was at least mentioned in dispatch at least eight times, perhaps more. I, can't, I couldn't find all the information, but there were at least eight circumstances where he was mentioned in dispatch. And every time, and by every time he was mentioned, dispatched, there was an award made or an accommodation, and he was promoted. Promoted. He actually spent several years here in Canada um, as an adjutant general overseeing the British Army and Canadian Army here in the 1860s. And then he went on to be an observer during the American Civil War as a non combatant observer, watching both sides. But as the years went on, this dispatches, dispatches of mention, and he went from lieutenant to captain to major to colonel, all he eventually ended up as a field marshal, the highest level of rank you can reach in the British Army, to the point where he was overseeing the entire British Army by, by about 1901 when he retired. Mentioned a dispatch a minimum of eight times because of acts of bravery and and ingenuity in the face of the enemy, and who's recognized him. Because of that, he was blessed, and he was honored. Much the same way, 
when we bring mentions of dispatch for one another before the Lord, there is an honoring in doing that. And there is a respect in doing that. And God comes and he honors and will honor that. Honor our respecting and mentioning of one another before him. Honoring who we are between each other before him and he will bring blessing in that. So... It was just one day I opened up First Thessalonians because I felt that's where the Lord wanted me to start reading one day a few days ago. And so I started reading, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> and then Jesus dropped this into my heart. And now he's showing me what it means to begin to bring to him remembrance of one another and to begin to grow in that somewhat. And I, I, right now I don't feel like I've gotten a step further yet with it, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. God will bring to my heart remembrance for everyone. For those specifically in different situations, you know, Jesus knows who to bring and when to bring that person to your heart. We've all had that to one degree or another, but it does happen. And sometimes it may surprise you too. You may get all of a sudden an unexpected request from the Holy Spirit. I'm bringing this one before into your memory. Can you now, let's spend a moment just remembering them. So, but that's, that's where I'm at, and that's what I've got for now. So, that's where I'm going to stop. Yes. So, thank you, Jesus.